0: He saw her first. He was standing on a bridge overlooking the River Thames and just below were two young women about to rent a rowboat. He and his pal called down, Hey down there, we'd like a boat ride. If you'd let us join you, we'll row. The girls looked up, looked at each other and nodded yes. It was 1944, just weeks before the Allied invasion of Normandy. The two men were attached to the 101st Airborne Division known as the Screaming Eagles. In the past months, they had undergone relentless training, first at boot camp in the U.S., then in England, training for a jump behind enemy lines. Exactly where or when that would take place, they had no idea. But right now, they were enjoying some brief days to take in the country, and the girls and the rowboat seemed like a great way to spend some time. One of the two young men was Norwood Thomas, age 21. One of the young women was Joyce Durant, age 17. After a few hours of paddling around, the four went strolling through the town and found a good place to eat. Norwood and Joyce hit it off immediately. For a brief time, a month or so, it seemed like the war was far away from them. They did it whenever they could during those weeks before the 101st was told to pack their gear and get ready for a jump. D-Day had arrived. The war, as it did with so many lives, pulled the two apart. Norwood would survive the D-Day jump four miles inland from Utah Beach, the deadly Operation Market Garden glider mission into Holland, and cold, bloody Bastogne. Each would be carried in different directions by the winds of war, and each was to marry and raise a family, he in Virginia, and she on the other side of the world in Australia. But they never forgot each other, each keeping a candle burning, each remembering those very special days along the River Thames. Seventy years passed, and the world changed. Then one day, Norwood Thomas, now 93 years old, received an email from an old friend. Welcome to another episode from 1001 Heroes, Legends, Histories, and Mysteries. They say true love never dies, and for Joyce Durant and Norwood Thomas, it never did. As many of you know, I live and work in Virginia Beach, Virginia, USA, and in this area, which we used to call Tidewater and now call Hampton Roads, and why, I'm not sure. We have a large number of military, active, retired, and JPT or just passing through. With the world's largest naval base, Norfolk, next door, the area is filled with military retirees and stories. One morning just recently, I was lucky enough to catch an interview done by one of our talk show hosts and local personalities, Dave Parker, on WNIS AM 790. His guest was 93-year-old Norwood Thomas, and the topic of the discussion was Thomas's recollections of his World War Two participation in the Battle of Normandy, as a proud member of the 101st Airborne Division. The interview is fascinating, covering the rigors of Army elite paratrooper training, the washout process that left a core group of very tough recruits ready to face the German war machine behind the lines in Europe, Operation Market Garden, during which the 101st was sent into Holland in fragile wooden gliders, many of which crashed in a top-secret attempt to topple the Nazi regime with a quick thrust to Berlin and the Battle of Bastogne, the surrounded pocket of defense that Germany wasn't quite able to destroy, although they threw everything at them, as they launched a fierce midwinter counterattack on Allied lines, the counterattack nicknamed the Battle of the Bulge. Somehow, with luck, Norwood Thomas survived the hell that the 101st Screaming Eagles had to endure, and Germany fell, and fell hard, to oncoming Russian and Allied troops bent on wiping the Nazi threat from the face of the earth. Upon his immediate return to the States, Norwood was still remembering Joyce. I think I fell in love with the way that she smiled, Norwood told ABC News. I'd always look at her and think, my God, that is one sweet girl. She was training to be a nurse and had her sights set on her career. Besides, at the age of 17, she had her whole life in front of her, and America just wasn't on her radar. After Norwood moved back to America, he wrote to her and asked her to, quote, come and make my house a home, end quote. But Joyce misunderstood the letter, making it seem like Norwood had married someone else but wanted to leave his wife for her. She ended things right there, breaking his heart. They both married other people and had children. Joyce, 88 at the time of this piece, is divorced and living in Australia, and Norwood, now 93, is a widower in Virginia. Norwood repeated during his radio interview with WNIS, that he had had some rough times trying to get readjusted to civilian life back home in the States, but met a woman whom he fell in love with, and she helped to straighten him out. It was a good marriage, and they raised a good family. At some point back in the 90s, Norwood thought Joyce had died in a plane crash because a list of victims had seemed like it included her. In 2001, Norwood's wife died of lymphoma. In the years after that, every now and then, "'He would think of Joyce, and would go to his mementos, "'where he kept an old picture of her to remind him "'of those halcyon days along the River Thames near London. "'She had always been on the fringes of my thoughts "'this whole time,' he said in one interview. "'She'd always pop up as a pleasant memory, "'and it turns out that she'd been thinking of me "'this whole time, too. "'Her son looked me up on the Internet and contacted me. "'I found out she'd been living in Australia. "'Joyce Durant, now Joyce Morris,' recently surprised Thomas when she called him and referred to him as Tommy. When she called me Tommy, her nickname for me, oh my God, it stirred emotions that have been dormant for a long, long time. I told her that I'd put her on a pedestal, Thomas said. I called her the pure, untouched, and unobtainable goddess, and there she stayed on that pedestal for the rest of my life. Thomas says the first thing he'll do when he sees Morris is give her a hug. On the other side of the world, in Australia... Joyce had pondered what happened to Norwood from time to time and asked her son, Rob, to help find him online. They found a newspaper story in the Virginian pilot about him going skydiving on his 88th birthday, and Rob had the newspaper put the two in touch. The Virginian pilot filmed the two of them chatting on Skype for nearly two hours. She still calls him Tommy, a nickname nobody has used since 1945. I tell you what, Norwood told Joyce, If you had come to the States when I asked, we would have been together for seventy years. Their conversation encompassed everything from what each had done with their lives to the physical challenges of growing older. Do you see me now? Thomas asked Durant, who has reportedly lost most of her vision. During the chat, no, she replied, no, I can't see properly. Well, I tell you, I'm smiling, he said, prompting Durant herself to smile. I bet you are, she joked. During their chat, Thomas, now 93, and Durant, 88, talked about politics, sports, hobbies, and the fun times they'd had while dating. At one point they showed off the photos they'd kept of each other from way back when. I remember you were walking with me one day, and the girls coming this way all had a silly look on their faces, Durant reportedly said to Thomas during their chat. Then I look sideways, and you're winking at them. Not me. I would never wink at another girl, he replied laughing. You are such a scallywag, you," shot back Durant, also laughing. The Virginian pilots feature on the duo on their digital reunion ended with Thomas telling his old girlfriend how much he wished that he could give her a hug. The only one big problem is I can't take you in my arms and give you a squeeze, he told Durant near the end of their conversation. What would you do if I gave you a little squeeze? Oh, it would be lovely, she said. We could always do with a hug, can't we, whatever age we are. Given the distance between them, neither suspected they'd actually get the chance to share that hug. Enter the Internet again. Local news coverage of the couple's Skype call in November 2015 was picked up by media outlets around the world, propelling it across a viral web and into the hearts of many. One woman in Virginia Beach, where Thomas lives, was so taken with the story that she contacted the war veteran and asked for his permission to set up a fundraising campaign in his name. Her end goal? to send Thomas on a trip to Australia where he could be reunited with his sweetheart in person after more than 70 years apart. The GoFundMe campaign received almost $7,500 U.S. from more than 320 people when it was halted after Air New Zealand swooped in to cover the entire trip. The airline confirmed that it had made arrangements to send Thomas and his son Steve to Adelaide, Australia next month, reported the Virginia pilot. They'll fly first class free of charge. While slightly nervous about the reunion, Thomas told Norfolk, Virginia, CBS affiliate WTKR that he was counting down the days until he could see Durant in person again. I am going to a world that I have never seen and meeting a woman I haven't seen in 70 years, said Thomas, who left for Australia on February 8, 2016. Fortunately, he's already got his first step planned out, a simple hug. With the money raised by well-wishers, Thomas and his son boarded a plane for Australia with plans of staying for two weeks. And he delivered that hug on Tuesday, February ninth, 2016, in Adelaide, Australia, finally united after having been apart more than 70 years. This is about the most wonderful thing that could have happened to me, Thomas said, in a reunion that was broadcast on television. You can search for updates, and the story of their reunion, and their Skype conversation, all on YouTube. Just search for Norwood Thomas, N-O-R-W-O-O-D, and then Thomas, T-H-O-M-A-S. And that should keep you pretty well updated. Thanks for joining us at 1001 Heroes, Legends, Histories, and Mysteries. Our show is enjoyed worldwide at iTunes and all podcatcher sites, as well as our website at 1001storiespodcast.com, where you can also catch our new family show, The Storytellers, which features classic short stories from some of the best writers that ever lived. The Storytellers is available at iTunes and all the podcatcher sites as 1001 Classic Short Stories and Tales. And that's what you would search to find it. At our website at 1001storiespodcast.com, just look for the link to The Storytellers in the upper right and you'll find it. Until next time, this is your host and storyteller, John Hagedorn, and this is our story.